Welcome to CityCast. I am Ashley Studebaker, and we are so glad you decided to spend time with us. Today, we are talking about holiday safety. We have Lieutenant Michael Chavis, the public information officer with the City of Rock Hill Police Department here in the studio to discuss some of the crimes that are reported during the holidays and more importantly, the steps we can take to better protect our families um, and our valuables from criminals this time of year. Lieutenant Chavis, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. Before we get into our topic, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and your responsibilities for the City of Rock Hill Police Department. All right. I'm an 18-year veteran at the City of Rock Hill Police Department. I started my career there, and I plan on finishing my career at the City of Rock Hill. It's a great place to work. I've had a lot of fun, a lot of interesting and great people to work with, not only at the police department, but at the city as a whole. Day-to-day, my responsibilities are um, dealing with the media. I'm responsible for all the information that's disseminated out to our public sources around the area and the greater Charlotte area. I make sure that they're aware of any crime tips, crime trends, and serious crime activities that have occurred uh, over the last 24 to 48 hours, usually. Um, I also deal with all of our social media, uh, trying to keep the post up to date and put out any relevant information that the city may need on our social media, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and a YouTube channel. You can always go and, and check those out to see if there's anything that you really need to be up to date on. Awesome. So with dealing with the media, the public, uh, doing social media, what are some of the challenges that you face in your in your role? Uh, some of the challenges is the unique personalities. It, it depends on what's going on, on uh, deadlines with the media. They really need to know information in a timely fashion. And there's some times where we're still right in the middle of a hot investigation. I can't get them all the information they request. And so you've got to have that balance to give them. you got to give them what they actually need to, to put it out, you know, the who, what, when, where, and how, when that's available. Um, You've you got to get out in a timely fashion. And then the public will come down and want information that they may not be privy to. And so they don't understand the Freedom of Information Act covers certain things, but not all things. So you have to explain that to them and go in detail about it. Okay, now that's that's all the important stuff. Um, but what is something that you can tell us that we would not know about you? Uh, most people don't know that I actually graduated from Winthrop University with a degree in education, and it's actually a degree in home economics. Okay. So a lot of people baffled by the fact that I'm a police officer. I uh, was on the SWAT team as a sniper for 10 years, but yet I can go in the kitchen and cook circles around most people. Okay. What's what's your best dish? Um, I would say desserts. I don't desserts. like to eat a lot of desserts. You can look at me and tell, but uh, I can bake and make desserts uh, like there's nobody's business. And tomorrow, I think uh, usually around Christmas time, I make uh, sponge cake jelly rolls with okay. confectioner sugar. Yeah, uh, confectioner sugar. So obviously making desserts, that's perfect for kind of what we're talking about as we're talking uh, in reference to the holiday season. But um, the, the holiday season is here, which means a lot of shopping is done. And before you hit the mall or wherever you may be going, you'll stop by the ATM. So what are some of the safety tips you have when someone is stopping by the ATM to pull out some cash? So what you want to do is you want to make sure that whatever ATM that you're going to use is well well lit. You know, try going during the daytime hours where it's very visible. There's cameras on the ATM. So if anything does occur right there at the ATM, uh, the cameras will be able to pick it up. If you go at night, you want to make sure that they're well lit. 
You you always want to make sure that you check your surroundings. You you scan the parking lot as you're coming in because you will see if anybody's around. If you don't feel comfortable or the hair on the back of your neck stands up, usually that's a sign. So go ahead and accept that for what it is. Um, in most cases, you shouldn't pull out large amounts of cash um, just in general because that's not safe to carry that kind of money around. And you don't want your, your bank account to get white when you take that money and then somebody takes it from you. <clears throat> when you pull up to our ATMs, you also... Also want to make sure that you check the ATM itself. Um, you, you want to make sure there's no skimming devices attached to the ATM. If you put your card in and it wiggles or feels funny, take your card back out. You can also look around and see if there's any extra cameras that's been added. Um, the cameras at the ATM should be internal and glass protected. So if there's an external camera you notice at the top or the side looking at the pin pad, by all means, go ahead and pull your card out. Go ahead and call us. Do not finish that transaction so we can come out there and inspect it. And even if you do feel comfortable using that ATM, because you don't notice anything out of the ordinary, it's well lit, everything lines up, you go ahead and use your hand to cover that pin pad so that nobody can see your pin just in case they are around. That's a lot of good information. Um, if you do stop by an ATM, now obviously once you do that, once you pull out your cash, you're ready to hit the mall wherever you're going shopping, which is probably the bulk of uh, most safety tips that you do have. So as far as going to the mall and uh, stopping parking garages, all that good stuff, what's what's what are the main points you have safety points that you have when shopping, especially during the holiday season? Well, the first thing we want to tell everybody is the same as normal shopping and normal going out. Make sure that somebody knows where you're going. You tell them what your plan is, the time that you're leaving, the time you anticipate being home so that no one worries when it's, you know, 30 minutes past when they thought you should have been home. When in actuality, you can go ahead and tell them I won't be home till seven. So at five o'clock, they're not worried and reporting you as a missing person. Make sure you do have a phone and you know, a way to communicate with the people that do love and care about you that may try and get in touch with you that are worried about you. And then go to the location. When you go to that location, whether it's a parking garage, whether it's a parking lot, a store, you always want to pull in, be aware of your surroundings, look around, make sure you don't see anybody lurking, make sure that you don't have anybody just, you know, waiting in vehicles, staring at you. That way you're safe so you can go ahead and exit your vehicle and go into the store. We also want you to go ahead and make sure that when you get there to start shopping, step out of your automobile, go ahead and lock your doors. Make sure your doors are completely locked and secured. If you have an electronic key fob, go ahead, hit that lock button. If you hear the door locks, that's fine. But we always caution you, go ahead and pull on the door handles just to make sure it engaged. Then you're able to go in the store and not have to worry about the security of your vehicle. You can shop do whatever it is you want to do, and then leave and go outside. If you have pulled out large amounts of cash from the ATM, be careful. Separate it out while you're in your automobile so you don't pull out one giant wad. Always have you know the money kind of separated on you, whether it's in your pocketbook, your wallet, or different pockets, so that people don't see you carrying that large amount of cash when you make your purchase. Then as you come back outside, always make sure that you, again, check your surroundings, make sure you're not being followed, make sure nobody's lurking by your automobile. Head to your automobile, unlock the doors. We want you to put your valuables and belongings in the trunk so that nobody sees them in your automobile as you continue shopping because that'll prevent someone from wanting to break into your automobile and then get inside of your car and go to your next location or go on back home once you're done. Now, would you recommend when you're getting out of your car, when you're getting out of the, the shopping center that you're at, would you recommend maybe just calling someone, having them on the phone as you're walking to and from your car? 
That would never hurt. You can text. You can let them know, hey, I made it to you know my first location, wherever that may be. Or you can be talking to someone on the phone and say, hey, you know, I'm here. I'm about to go in the store. You know, I'm gonna leave from here. Hopefully, in about an hour, I'll go somewhere else. That way, if something does happen, you can go ahead and alert them. Um, but you can always just make noise and scream at the same time in a parking lot and hope that somebody else hears you yes. and you draw attention to yourself. The one thing that people who are committing crimes don't like is attention. So mm-hmm. scream as loud as you can and cause that attention. And as as far as shopping, let's say you kind of take the opposite route of cash and, and you're doing all your shopping with your credit card, bank card, whatever it may be. And the unfortunate situation happens where you have lost your card. You think your card might be stolen. What's the process that, you know, as an example myself, if that would happen to me, what would I do when that happens? So the first thing you want to do is go ahead and call the police department and your your banking institution. You need to get it reported right away. Uh, What we can do is we'll come meet you. We'll start getting ready to file your report. And then your banking institution can go ahead and be pulling up the information to see if there's been any uh, purchases on your card that you're unfamiliar with. Because if that happens, then what we'll do is we'll try and track your card and get video from the location to identify a suspect. Also, especially during the holidays, you don't want your bank account to be depleted before you had a chance to buy the gifts for the people that you care about and you know want to buy gifts for. You don't want somebody running up that tab on your credit card. Of course, right. So... When shopping, um, you know, you covered a lot with shopping. Now, let's say your children are with you. Um, Maybe they're not. But when shopping, I would say, what are some tips as far as, you know, keeping your eye on them? If maybe you're doing Christmas shopping for your child, if they're old enough to obviously do some shopping themselves, what are some of the tips that you would give your child in the mall or in whatever shopping center that you are at? Well, as a as a parent of young children, what you want to do is if you bring your children with you shopping, you want to make sure you have your eyes on your kid the entire time. You don't want them out of your sight. You don't want them to wander off. That's one of the most tragic things that can happen. As a parent, you lose your child in a busy, busy shopping store. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you just keep them right there underneath your wing the entire time. If they happen to get separated, hopefully you've had the opportunity to talk to your your kids about who to find to help them out during a crime of crisis, a time of crisis when they may be lost. And that's finding somebody in an outfit to identify them as store personnel, maybe security personnel from the, for the mall, or even a police officer or firefighter if they happen to be on scene. Teach them to go to those type of people and tell them that, hey, I've, I've lost, I've been separated from my parent. Um, can you help me out? Go ahead. If you're that parent, find somebody with security. Call us. Get us notified. The sooner that we can get out there and start helping, the better we'll be. Um, Make sure that, you know, you just have these kids ready to go and find somebody and, and talk to. Now, if you allow your kids to go out shopping by themselves, you know, the same rules will apply for an adult. Make sure they have a phone with them. Make sure they know where to be at, what time, what time they should be back home, because you don't want a child to go missing um, and you think they're shopping when something's actually happened. But that's going to be parent to parent, child to child, and determine the level of responsibility that each child can have. Do you see it uh, just as important of everything you just said to teach your child, even if they are with you, but teach their your child their full name, address, telephone number to either give to police officers or if they need to go to a store clerk or something like that? Do you see that as just as important? Yes. Uh, every child should know their name, their parent's name. 
And I would say that nowadays their parents' cell phone number, uh, it used to be a, a house number, uh, but no, teach them a cell phone number that they can call because that's readily available to call you wherever you're at, no matter what. So I would make sure you, you give them that information and maybe even if you can teach them their address, teach them their address as well. Right. So that's the bulk of the shopping. Um, if you have, if and when you have your kids with you, when you're pulling cash out, whatever you may be doing before shopping. But let's take a break for just a moment. Uh, do you like what you hear so far on CityCast? If so, click the subscribe button to be sure you don't miss a show. You can visit cityofrockhill.com and click stay informed on the top menu bar and go to podcasts. You can get City of Rock Hill news and information sent directly to your inbox when you sign up for our e-bulletin at the bottom right on our homepage. Now, back to the show. Once you're done shopping, you have all your goods, you're, you're getting ready to wrap all your wonderful presents for your friends and family, you're at home. So being at home, you're kind of just relaxing. You got the Christmas tree on. You, maybe you got something going in the kitchen, probably you, desserts or something. But what are some of the tips that you have to be cautious in your house when you're just kind of you, you think you're just relaxing, but obviously you need to remain safe? Well, nowadays you want to make sure that you institute some kind of security at your home. Make sure you're always keeping your doors, your windows locked. If you have security lights, you want to make sure they're they're on, they're operational. Make sure that all the light bulbs are properly functioning. This cold weather can really take a toll on light bulbs, especially if they're exterior light bulbs. What I would say is also, if you're going to go shopping or if you're going to go away for the holidays, make sure that you have neighbors or someone coming by to check on your mm -hmm. home to look after it, whether they're watering plants, feeding some animals, or just checking to make sure those lights are staying on. You always want to make sure that you have somebody there. If you need to, stop the mail from delivering. You can always pick it up when you get back in town at your local post office. Um, or if you have newspapers, you know, make sure that whoever's checking on your home comes by and gets those. Don't give the impression that you are away and always leave the outside lights on and leave some interior lights on. So it gives that still the impression that somebody's there. Um, you could do radio or television like in Home Alone. but <laughs> Classic. You don't have to as long as, you know, there's something there to, to tell them that, hey, that's what's going on. And what I would suggest is if you've got your tree up and you like it for everybody to see your trees are passing by your house, Make sure that when you leave and go to town, you, you shut the blinds, pull the curtains shut so nobody can look in and see. You don't want them to know what you've actually got in there and advertise it. Now, I know that obviously around the holidays, you're getting probably above average amount of delivery deliveries to your door. So obviously there, there might be a constant amount of strangers to your door, given that there's UPS, USPS or FedEx drivers, but... I know you mentioned security devices, and I know uh, a lot of people have the rings now and all that good stuff. So as far as strangers at your door, maybe your kids are old enough to be left at home while you're doing the Christmas shopping. What are some of the signs that you would say to be alert for? Um, is it kind of the same when you're at home as far as making sure a lot of lights are on, sounds are going? But as far as strangers at your door... What are the tips to e either avoid talking to them or, or whatever that may be? Well, the main tip is if, like I said, if you feel unsafe, then don't open the door. Mm -hmm. uh, if you recognize that, hey, you know, Brian, the UPS guys come numerous times to the house, deliver packages, and you know Brian, then, hey, open the door, talk to Brian, get your get your packages. If it's a FedEx driver, you know, same thing. 
Um, Amazon, you know, they're using different uh, services now. They got numerous people that will do Amazon deliveries. So if you just feel uncomfortable, don't open the door. Let them leave the packages uh, out at the door for you. Or you could have them shipped to one of their uh, locker locations and just go pick them up from a secure locker. That would avoid the stranger at your door altogether. You never want to open the door and get caught off guard because there are times where we've seen crimes perpetrated by people de- de- depicting themselves as you know, package delivery personnel, and when you open your door, they, they rush into your home, and we don't want that to happen to anybody. Is that common? It's or? not common around here. We don't see it, but in a lot of okay. larger cities you have seen, especially mm-hmm. around this time of year, it, it does happen. So talk to them through the door. Tell them to leave the package. Um, if they request a signature, and that's something that you're going to have to to deal with because, like I said, you can always go to one of their locations and hubs and pick your package up. Um, as far as children goes, you know, I I would tell children, if you don't feel comfortable, don't open the door. If you leave them at home while you're shopping, just say, look, don't open the door until I get home. Mm-hmm. That's the safest thing to do is just prevent them um, from opening that door, have the windows shut so nobody can see in and know it's just kids home alone by themselves because in case you need us, you know, we're always going to be there. Call us. And I know it's not uncommon for people to kind of take advantage of the generosity that people are feeling during the holiday season by soliciting some donations door to door. So I'm sure that a lot of the safety tips you mentioned remain the same. But, you know, is there certain signs that you look for when you can kind of feel that it's real donations? Do you kind of just wait to hear that it's a recognized charitable organization when that happens or those people come to your door? So anytime anybody's asking for donations, it could be at your home, right at your door, or it could be approaching you while you're shopping. You want to make sure that you recognize who they're with. If you don't feel comfortable with the charity they're recognizing, ask them for more information. Uh, Internet's a powerful thing, and most of us have cell phones, so you can look it up right away, and you can actually get charitable donation scores and see how much they actually donate. You can see if they're registered. You can see if they're they have anything against them saying that they're they're not a reputable company. If you don't feel like they are, then just don't donate. I, I hate to say that because it sounds awful, but at the same time, nobody wants to be taken, you know, for a scam at this time of year when there's so many people that could use the donation. So always donate to to entities that you're familiar with that you might have donated to in the past. And like I said, if it's something new, just take time to look it up. You can always donate online, do those types of things, um, but obviously you don't want to compromise your safety, as well as when you're driving. So it's something we do so much and should always remain cautious about, but of course, just like everything else we've talked about, especially around this time of year. So for example, I know a lot of people kind of debate about how do I warm up my car? What's the proper way to get up in the morning? It's cold. It's it's chilly. So what's the proper way for me to warm up my car? Do I go out there? Do I start it? Come back inside? How, how should I approach that? So there is a state statute here in South Carolina to where you have to be inside of your vehicle if the key is inside and your ignition is running. The statute is parking an unattended vehicle, which means the key is in ignition, it is turned on and is currently running. It doesn't matter if the doors are locked. It doesn't matter if the windows are up or down. You have to be in that vehicle. If you have a remote start, which means there's a system that allows the the car to start without the key in the ignition, by all means, use that because the, the car won't take off until you have a key in that ignition. But... If your key is in the ignition and your doors are locked, 
they will bust your window and still be able to get in and steal your car. And we've had that happen numerous times here in Rock Hill, especially at our apartment complexes, because people will run out right quick, turn their car on, run back inside, and it only takes a couple of seconds for someone to get in your automobile and drive off in it. So unfortunately, it's cold. The best way to warm up your vehicle is to send in there and deal with that cold weather just a little bit longer. What is your opinion or your thoughts on safety as far as driving alone or driving at night during the holiday season? Well, if at all costs, trying to avoid driving alone at night, especially during the holiday season, and especially if you're going to places late at night, shopping, going to pick any items up, um, extremely, extremely, like, be aware if you're going to be going and doing anything online where you're meeting somebody to sell something or to buy something uh, like Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, make sure you have somebody go with you at all costs. If you can't, then you want to meet at a public area, a public location, well lit, where other people are around so that if something does go bad, like I said, you can scream and draw attention to yourselves. You can come down to the police department, park right beside here. We have people do it all the time or find another very, very public venue like a shopping center that stays open 24 hours. Um, driving at night and being alone at night can be uh, pretty dangerous depending on where you're at and what you're doing. And uh, if you're at the mall or maybe other some, some other store that does have security, do you recommend? I know sometimes people don't want to feel like a burden. Um, you know, they, they think that mall security has better things to do or other things to look out for. Do you recommend asking mall or store, store security for an escort to your car? You can call us and ask us for escorts to your automobile. Uh, we do it all the time when people are closing down their businesses. They will call and ask for an escort out to their automobiles. We can pull up in the parking lot. We can actually get out and come all the way to you and walk you. It just depends okay. on what you want to request. But we, we have those calls all the time. We don't mind doing them. We're here for public service, and that's the public service that we'd rather do. Um, a quick call to the police department to have us come out there and walk you to your car is way better for us than to come out and meet you on one of your worst days when mm -hmm. you've had something happen to you. Right. Okay, so typically around this time of year, a lot of people are having holiday parties, white elephant gift exchanges, uh, just different Christmas house parties. So if I am having one at my house, kind of what are what are some of the tips that you have in hosting a holiday party? Well, first, you want to go ahead and party proof your house. Uh, during the holidays, people bring out a lot of valuable ornaments and sentimental ornaments. If you're going to have a large amount of people or children at your home, you want to make sure that you put those up so they don't get accidentally bumped over and knocked over because the last thing you want to do is just have that unfortunate incident where, you know, Nana's 30-year-old Christmas gift has now fallen and broken uh -oh. and it was the favorite thing she ever gave to you. So make sure you put that kind of stuff up. You know, make sure you have off-limits areas. Uh, sometimes, you know, there will be people that come to your house that you might not be super familiar with mm -hmm. and you don't want them going into areas they shouldn't be in uh, especially children with like medicines that could be within reach or even valuables that they could get their hands on and misplaced and then you know a family heirloom goes missing so you know just designate areas for people to go and, and hang out so you, you have control of your party another thing to keep in mind is yeah you know when you're having that event people like to have music they like to get loud um Make sure it's at a reasonable level so you don't disturb anybody in your neighborhood, your neighbors, because we may get that noise call and we come out. Whoever's hosting the party should come and talk to us. We'll explain what's going on while we're there. 
and then you know tell you hey let's try and keep it down so if you got to move the party inside or you got to turn that volume level down go ahead and do that so that you don't have any interactions with us another part to that is if you're going to host an event make sure you got adequate parking or a way to get everybody parked um, the last thing you want to do is have us come out for a parking issue you you are allowed to park on some streets here in rock hill as long as you park with the right side of your vehicle to the curb and you're not blocking any driveways of your neighbors or any adjacent businesses that may be nearby that way you can have a, a good uneventful night and no visits from us unless you're giving us gifts <laughs> or food or food. now when you i i would assume this is you guys getting called in um in regards to noise or parking this is pretty high for you guys around the holiday season uh around the holidays yes uh especially in time where there's you know events christmas uh, we'll get our calls, New Year's, 4th of July, it's all the same. You know, mm-hmm. people have these gatherings and it just gets a little gets a little loud for the neighbors who are trying to sleep. Or, you know, some of your neighbors might not work the same eight to five hours as you do. So they've got to get their sleep at a different pattern. So you always just want to try and be respectful. If not, then, yeah, we normally get the calls. Okay. And I, and I know you mentioned your specialty is jelly rolls, which has me hungry. So, I mean... To kind of wrap this up, no matter what time of year, these are really some awesome tips. And I do have a tip of my own that uh, just just a reminder, always in the case of an emergency, please dial 911. And for any non-emergencies, uh, you, you know, Rock Hill Police Department does not want you to hesitate in dialing 803 803- Three two nine seven two zero zero. So I just want to say thank you again for joining us on this edition of CityCast. And uh, we want to personally thank Lieutenant Michael Chavis from the Rock Hill Police Department for taking time to speak with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Of course. So one more time, if you liked what you heard today, please click the subscribe button and be sure to visit our website, cityofrockhill.com, for all things related to the city of Rock Hill, South Carolina. We hope you guys have a great week and a safe holiday season.